Hello everyone and welcome to this podcast. So today I want to talk about stress and how to feel more relaxed. Um, but before I do, I just wanted to, to thank all of you for downloading and listening to my podcast. I've been amazed at how many people have, have downloaded. I think at this point I'm up to about 2,700. Um, and also to say, if anything resonates with you in respect of your own needs and issues, then please don't hesitate to get in touch because I'm quite happy to have an informal conversation on the phone to see whether I can help you resolve some things because it's not always easy on your own. Um, and some people have an hour with me, some people have four hours, some people have, have longer. But without exception, everybody has come to a point that has been better than before they got together with me. So in other words, I've helped them find some clarity, I've helped them find a different way to live around food. Um, so do, do, do think about that. But anyway, for today, how to reduce stress and live a more relaxed life. And this, this podcast is not going to cover absolutely everything, but it covers the things that I think are quite easy to do and are quite important and things that have worked for me, because a lot of the time I speak from personal experience in the hope that that might be helpful for for people who might be listening to this. Um, so I'm actually writing this as April comes to a close and April is Stress Awareness Month. But that's not to say that we shouldn't try and focus on it every other time of the year. Um, and also recording this in 2021, we all know that we have had probably without exception increased stress over the last year because of the COVID pandemic. We have experienced grief, both for those close to us, but also for a national and a global loss, which I think shouldn't be underestimated. The whole thing has just been so incredibly sad. Um, the financial pressures for lots of people have also contributed hugely to increased levels of stress, as have the social isolation the loneliness, and also boredom, frustration, anger even. And in some circumstances, we can't change those external factors which cause stress, either in the immediate sort of un unreal circumstances or in life in general. But we can take steps to how we deal with those external factors. And the reason why I think it's important is that it does connect quite closely with our relationship with food and how we manage not only how we eat, but but how we respond to the way that we've eaten. Um, because I think that stress can drive those emotions, create those emotions which encourage us to turn to food. They Stress can also make us quite hard on ourselves it makes us less resilient to be able to deal with situations in general. And that also includes how we manage our eating and our food relationship. Um, so in order to help in general, I want to talk about three, three things. And you can also read about these in my blog article. So if you, if you prefer um, sometimes to read rather than listen, or you like 
to read as well as listen, then you can find it on my blog, which is on my website. And it's under my live articles. So the first thing of these three suggestions, which will help you find some inner calm, help you manage your mood with eating and also to sleep better, is to find that inner calm that I mentioned. So I've had my own issues with stress and anxiety and have done for decades. And the only way that I can manage it is to find myself space to process what I'm feeling and to let go of emotions and perhaps more importantly, to let go of judgment. And finding mindfulness was a real epiphany for me, slowing down both my thinking and my heart rate and creating a place that is mine and untouchable. Untouchable by other people, untouchable by circumstances. Creating a feeling of gratitude for what I do have and awareness of the world around me in as broad a sense as possible. And gratitude is a really important one here because it helps us focus on the positive and it creates perspective of our issues and our stresses and it helps minimise them. It helps us change that that balance in our head as to how overwhelming they are and how important they are. Um, And if you want to do some mindfulness, on the blog that I mentioned, I've linked it to a mindful exercise, which has nothing to do with food. It's actually much more about nature and about surroundings. So if you go onto the blog, you can find it. And I will try to put a link actually in this podcast so that you don't have to do that. But if for any reason it doesn't appear, then you can go onto the blog and find it. And that will help you create for you a mindfulness place. And establishing this mental place for yourself, which is yours, where you can breathe, relax and try to sort out your thoughts and feelings could really help you to manage stress levels. Because often stress is about noise. It's about feeling overwhelmed and it's about feeling that we don't have space and we don't have choice And I know that in busy lives, finding a space for mindfulness seems like quite a luxury, almost an indulgence, but it doesn't need to be that long. It might only be three minutes, five minutes. So see when you can build it into your day. Perhaps it's at lunch. Perhaps you take yourself away from wherever you are and you just sit and you try and practice this to try and help yourself. Um, And then often we need to think, we need to... Often we think that we need to do something to sort out the stress, but sometimes actually we just need to do nothing. Nothing at all. Absolutely nothing. Because that in itself is a positive thing. I think there's a lot of focus on being productive and getting stuff done and outcomes and goals and achievements. And that doesn't help. And if we are feeling overwhelmed, then just try that idea of allowing yourself to just do nothing. I also use a notepad. I write down my emotions, my anger, my thoughts, my frustrations. There might even be a conversation that I feel like I want to have with someone. And I let all of that leave my mind and my body. And sometimes I go back to what I've written, 
to work through how I can feel better around the situation. Perhaps that's about my own thoughts. Sometimes that is about having a conversation. conversation. But sometimes I don't go back to it at all and it's just an exercise for head emptying. But either way, I do feel more relaxed and able to move on and it might help you as well. It's a bit like a passive counsellor, that notepad. Another thing to think about to create inner calm is that it's also really important to focus on what you can control and let the rest go. Find a way to deal with the uncontrollable, which might be taking yourself away, choosing to avoid it, in other words, or confront or make some changes to how you live around that stress. Some practical, objective changes. This will also help build your confidence and resilience. And if you want to listen more about how to build confidence, I do actually have a podcast that I recorded with an excellent confidence coach called Gail Tong. And that's on one of my Mindful Meets podcasts that you can find, Gail Tong. Um, and of course, there are the classic self-care self, uh, things, aren't there? Like a bath, some crafting, some creativity, some altruism and some kindness are all ways to de-stress and create some perspective and some calm. Sitting down with a book, positive affirmations, all those kinds of things. But the last thing that I want to talk to you about in this section of inner calm, um, and something that's helped my stress levels and my mental health enormously over the last couple of years, is the practice of yoga. I never, ever thought I would get into yoga. I used to lift weights when I was younger. I used to go circuit training. Um, and I still do, do do some cardiovascular stuff. But I think the thing about yoga is that its ethos of non-judgment and calm and connecting with the body in stillness and with focus on the breath can be incredibly relaxing and distracting from the cares of your life. And the important thing is it doesn't matter how well you do the poses. In a world where we are feeling very out of sorts, yoga is a way to just be in whatever mood or capacity we find ourselves. And the practice of just saying to ourselves, it's okay, is very, very powerful. And there are many ways to access yoga. Classes are as I speak opening up locally and there are many many online sources on YouTube as well. So there are a few things to think about to establish inner calm, to get back in touch with your head and your thinking. The second thing I want to talk about is better mood eating and without a doubt improving your diet can help reduce stress. Um, and here are some ways that you can improve how you feel. So firstly, choosing the right foods. So there are foods which promote the production of serotonin, which is our feel-good hormone, um, and that can help us maintain balanced emotions. And a hormone chemical, which is a precursor to serotonin in food, in other words, it, in our bodies, encourages our bodies to make serotonin, is what we need to be eating. And Here's a list of tryptophan-rich foods that you can add to your diet. Pumpkin seeds, dark chocolate, hurrah, uh, whole grains, 
herbal teas, spinach, beans and lentils, oats, mature cheese, yummy, fish and selfish, shellfish, that's like that tongue twister, isn't it? She sells seashell fish on the seashore. Uh, eggs, mustard, that was quite, that's quite surprising, isn't it? Mushrooms and omega-3. In other words, oily fish, nuts and seeds. So all of those fish, all of those foods are pretty high in tryptophan. And that full list is on my blog article as well, if you want to go back to it. Second thing, improve your gut health. So gut health, there's loads of research. And if you want me to find you some, just get in touch with me and I will give you some references. Gut health is vital to maintaining the stability of our mental health. Um, so there is, as I mentioned, increasing research that gut health is very, very closely linked to our state of mind. It even has its own nervous system and it's constantly talking to our brain. And your gut health is improved by eating a wide range of fibre rich foods, fruits, vegetables, pulses, and also fermented foods which already contain live bacteria, which is going to help your own internal flora. So things like kefir, sauerkraut, kombucha, sourdough bread, for example. If you reduce alcohol and sugar in your diet, you will further help develop and maintain your natural gut flora. Um, and it's not just mental health. Healthy gut has been linked to immune system as well. And then the last thing in terms of, of eating is to eat with a regular pattern. So a regular eating pattern helps your mood because it taps into our natural circadian rhythms. Um, it avoids the peaks and the troughs in our blood sugar levels, which will help you feel more balanced. Um, so you'll be on less of a roller coaster. Everything will be much more stable. And in general, keeping in tune with our natural rhythms day and night helps your mental balance. It helps your weight management um, and it helps your mental and your physical health. And on my blog article, again, I'll try and put a link in this uh, podcast as well. Um, I've found a really, a really good article that you can read if you're interested in more about circadian rhythms. So that's the second area. And the last area then that I want to talk to you about in, in terms of this mental health is to have the best sleep you can. So stress impacts sleep and sleep impacts stress. So unless we're careful, we get into a vicious circle. And I think we all know that what we need as far as sleep is concerned, but many of us ignore our body's needs. We work late, we watch TV until late, you know, we fall asleep, but we make ourselves stay up to, because maybe the clock says it's only 10 o'clock. We don't go to bed before 10 o'clock. What are we talking about? Um, but in fact, our bodies are saying, go to sleep. It doesn't matter what time it is. And one day your body will be more tired um, compared with how it felt the day before. And that's perfectly natural. Things like using our phones at night, drinking alcohol or eating too much just before bedtime also can impact your sleep. Um, and I did a podcast a while ago, an interview with Lindsay Browning, Dr. Lindsay Browning, who is an insomnia specialist. And her biggest piece of advice was that that, try, that trying to relax before bedtime is the key to finding the best sleep, to achieving the best sleep. 
and to get yourself a routine like a warm bath or a shower, some gentle music, some late night yoga works really well. You could have um, some, some spoken word on a sleep timer, a nice story, takes us back to being a child. Some stretching, gentle movement. And of course, you can also improve your diet, um, your sleep, <laughs> your sleep through diet, diet through sleep. Actually, there is a link the other way around. Um, so as well as the tryptophan-rich foods that I mentioned earlier, there are also melatonin-rich foods which can help your sleep. They are, I would say, less impactful than the relaxation, but they will help. So I've put a list of those on the blog, but I'll just run through some that are particularly high in melatonin. Cherries, goji berries, which you can easily add to muesli, eggs again, milk, bananas, tomatoes, sweet corn, fish. Again, that takes us back to the omega-3, nuts, and um, uh, oatmeal as well. And then some calming options for your stomach. A small bowl of cereal with milk, two oat cakes with peanut butter, a handful of walnuts, a slither of cheese, and then the last one, which your grandmother may well have given to you like she gave to me, a glass of warm milk. So although they didn't have all the science, maybe 50 odd years ago, they knew what worked and a glass of warm milk does work. And then a few things to avoid. So high fat foods avoid too much because the breaking down of fat requires stomach acid, which can disrupt your, disrupt your sleep. Anything with caffeine, probably most of you would not choose to have a strong coffee before you go to bed, but also chocolate is high in caffeine. And sadly, the higher the cocoa value, which is what people like me would suggest that you ate, um, the more caffeine. Anything spicy and anything high sugar, which gives you a rush of energy. And this is quite an interesting point, actually, because very often when we get tired, we crave sugar because our body says or our brain rather, is saying, you need to stay awake, you need to stay awake. And so we would opt for something sugary when in fact that is not going to help us because it's going to give us a rush. And in fact, we probably just need to go to bed. Um, and then um, the other thing to think about then is how long you sleep for. So there is no, there is no set amount of hours really um it's about you understanding what what works best for for you so i hope that those three areas will help you reduce your stress so the first one finding your inner calm actually i think that that is the most important one the second one is thinking about your diet in general and then the third one is thinking about your sleep again with practical tips around relaxation and not staying up late, listening to your body, but also there are some dietary considerations there as well. And as I mentioned, you can find all of this on the blog article as well. Um, so there we are. I hope that you can find yourself some moments of peace to get away from the stresses of not only everyday life, but 
the past year that we've had, which has been very, very hard for everyone. And I think the last thing that I want to say is just be kind to yourself. Be compassionate. Let it be, in the words of Paul McCartney, um, because it's been really rubbish and just start to get back to everyday life as slow as you can um, so that you don't put too much pressure on yourselves. And a bit like the eating coaching and therapy that I do with people, one day at a time, just one day at a time, one foot in front of the other, particularly if you've been suffering really, really badly. Don't set overwhelming targets. Just try and lift yourself out of it with a few changes, little by little, step by step. And I think you'll feel a lot better. I certainly hope so. So thank you so much for listening. And I will see you all again very soon.